balance of nature's fruits and vegetables in a capsule, changing the world one life at a time. Before Balance of Nature, oh man, it was hard to wake up, hard to go to sleep, you know, and now with the Balance of Nature, my life has improved almost 100%. I just went to the doctor and everything was perfect. It's just crazy. I don't eat right. I know I don't eat right, but these give you everything you're not getting. Now I'm healthier than I think I've ever been, so I would not stop for anything. This stuff is life-changing. Dr. Howard is a genius, the true genius. That's all I can say. Get a wide variety of all your daily recommended servings of whole fruits and vegetables without having to leave your home. Right now, Balance of Nature is offering free shipping and 35% off on any new preferred order. Call 1-800-2468-751 or go to balanceofnature.com and make sure to receive this special radio offer by using count code KATE. The Mainstream Media, because someone has to be in charge of selective outrage in this country. The Kate Daly Show starts now. Well, the U.S. presidential election took place a little over eight months ago. And even now, many people who voted for Donald Trump believe there was something fraudulent about the whole thing. Why do they think that? Well, they have reason to feel that way. Indisputably, there was some misconduct at some polling places and vote counting stations. And next week on this show, we'll consider the evidence from Fulton County, Georgia, in some detail. It's worth knowing about it. But it wasn't just the way that votes were counted or the voting machines that shook people's faith in our democracy. It was the preceding four years and the way our ruling class behaved during those four years. Yesterday, an historian and podcaster called Daryl Cooper wrote a remarkable series of tweets in which he tried to explain why so many Trump voters believed the last election was rigged. Really smart, he crystallized it. We like to read some of it now. Quote, here are the facts, actual confirmed facts that shape the perspective of Trump voters. The FBI spied on the 2016 Trump campaign using evidence manufactured by the Clinton campaign. We now know that all involved knew it was fake from day one. The voters this was aimed at are Tea Party people, the type who give their kids a pocket constitution for their birthday and have founding fathers memes in their bios. The intel community spying on a presidential campaign using fake evidence, including forged documents, is a big deal to them. Trump supporters know the collusion case front and back. They went from worrying the collusion must be real to suspecting it might be fake to realizing it was a scam and then watched as every institution, the intel agencies, the press, Congress, academia, gaslit them for another year. Worse, collusion was used to scare away good people from working in the Trump administration. They knew their entire lives would be investigated. Many quit because they were being bankrupted by legal fees. It's hard to describe to people on the left how shocking and disillusioning this was for conservatives, people who encourage their sons to enlist in the army and hate those who don't stand for the anthem. They could have managed the shock if it only involved the government. But the behavior of the corporate press is what really radicalized them. They hate journalists more than they hate any politician or government official because they feel most betrayed by them. Amen. Amen, Tucker Carlson. Uh, Pretty good clip. Pretty good clip. Uh, Considering it's on mainstream, very good clip, actually. Uh, And uh, did he classify that right? Well, I'm going to be talking about this with Dr. Duke Pesta, and I'm so glad Dr. Duke is with us. Uh, Duke, welcome to the program. How are you? Thank you. Very glad to be with you. Absolutely. Wow. What a... 
what <laughs> this clip is loaded and um, and and basically outlining kind of how people have felt this whole time, um, you know. And I, I thought he did a pretty good job considering it's mainstream news. This is a huge clip for mainstream. Yes. It is, and it's not the first one he's done like right. this. He did one a while ago in where, where he went through somebody else's tweet for about a whole 15-minute segment, uh, which really beautifully encapsulated where we are right now. And where we are is it's abundantly clear to anybody who is honest that this was one messed-up election. Yeah. That, uh, And it's not just the fact that uh, we have hostile adjutants in the Democrat Party and beyond on the progressive side who have told us they were going to do this. I mean, it's not a surprise. But then when you think about the degree to which COVID allowed particularly big state Democrats to cancel ballot deadlines, to lower the uh, Mm -hmm. quality of signatures needed to verify a ballot. I mean, the, the progressive governors went to town. I live in Wisconsin. Uh, and our governor did the same thing. He made it uh, all the all the fail safes were neutralized by COVID, right? Heaven forbid somebody might be in a hospital room or or, or uh, quarantined in his bedroom and might not get out to vote. So mm-hmm. let's make voting easy the the easiest thing you're ever going to do, not one of the more serious things you're ever going to do. So um, well, that's the thing that gets me too. Is where's the the outrage about this? Uh, judges all over the country and, and pundits actually agree that almost all of the action taken by progressive governments, almost none of it was legal. Right. It was made up on whole cloth. It was for Gretchen, uh, uh, Mama Gretchen in Mich- Michigan still doing it. Now you got in California, they're telling the little kids in, in school in the fall will have to wear masks. This is how ridiculous government has gotten. And so the the way that the progressives were able to manipulate mm-hmm. the election, and, and let's not forget, Kate, too, you know, I know you're not even allowed to say anymore that uh, Wuhan, mm-hmm. uh, the, the, the virus actually came from the, a Wuhan laboratory, even though a lot of people who are, are in the scientific field are nodding their head without speaking when I say this. Right. It, it's, just, it's highly unlikely that this was accidental. Uh, when you, you can't even say that, but think about where Donald Trump was before Wuhan. He had one of the greatest economies of all time. He had black, minority, Hispanic women partic- participation mm-hmm. participation in the workforce was at an all-time high. Things were riding really well. Uh, you had uh, slowly making peace with Israel and Israel, Israel's enemies across the Mideast. You have all, had all sorts of things that were breaking his way. Finally, a president we had mm-hmm. who stood up to and called out uh, the violent regimes in North Korea and in particular China. Uh, all this was moving in a really powerful way. He had seen through the global warming alarmist nonsense, pulled us out of that ridiculous Paris Accord. He was set up to win. We were talking in January of 2020. We were right. talking as if Donald Trump was unbeatable. Five months of COVID later, uh, he's, he's, and all that lying press, he's key, mm-hmm. and all that power that went to liberal governors and, and state li, liberal state legislatures to just basically water down and neuter serious election laws to allow the kind of fraud that's being uncovered now yep. that we're beginning to see. Uh, 100%. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Um, Dr. Duke Pesta, by the way, has his own show that's amazing. You need to check it out. Uh, he, does, he, he doesn't pull any punches. He's just right there. And I, I agree with you. This has been... 
um, hard. I think it's hard for everyone because they don't know where to concentrate their efforts, too. I mean, um, election reform, will it really be reform? Will it make any changes? They just they just so blatantly and obviously did this this time. Now, that's, I think, what gets people is that it was so obvious. Biden couldn't capture a single vote from his own party. Um, and then they tried to go to the audacity of claiming he had the most votes in history. That's almost how much they're laughing at us uh, to, to accept this. And this is a, to the majority of the country that knows that, obviously, um, it's a fraudulent presidency. And so I, I look at the events of Cuba going on right now. And I'm looking at our country, and it's just the strangest paradigm that we're in right now because we're going, my gosh, this is happening here. We're being, we have been cooed over here so obviously. And look at these other countries and what they are, are doing as well. This is kind of amazing, right? When even looking at just Cuba yeah. alone, it's just been amazing. I want to I talk about this particular story after the break as well. And I know we've got a good mm-hmm. bit of time before the break, but sure. I don't know how many American people have said, and maybe I'm, you know, I'm sure you'll post it for them yeah. on your site, Vicki, uh, Kate. I'm sorry. I'm yeah. sure you'll post it on your site for them. So when they they get out of the car tonight, they can go to the Kate Daly show and watch it if they haven't seen it. It's a post about a yeah. little boy, mm-hmm. uh, about looks like he's about four years old. Yeah. He's riding a scooter with his mom down the street. Very beautiful sub- a suburban street, obviously a well-maintained uh, a su- suburb area. Sure. And his mom's got a dress designer workout clothes on. She's riding a fancy 10-speed, and he's got a scooter. And it's Orwellian, the little kid, they come upon a, a flag, a, a small flag stuck in somebody's yard. Mm-hmm. And the little boy stops his scooter, gets off, takes him a couple of times, but he yanks the, finally yanks the, the flag out of the ground in front of his mother. And then with great disdain, casts it to the ground. He takes a suspicious look at the, whole, at the house where the camera is, mm-hmm. gets back on his scooter, and mom smiles a big smile, and they drive off down the road. Ugh. This is sickening. I mean, does this rise to the level of physical violence? This is not the same thing as Antifa burning down buildings, but this is one of those scenarios. Oh, my thing to me, isn't it to you? It's worse to me. Yeah, because it's, you know, even look, as conservatives, we believe the mom has the right to hate the flag. We believe the mom has the right mm-hmm. by the Constitution to burn the flag. We believe that mother has the right to teach her child her values. But all that stops when you're doing it to somebody else's property. Mm-hmm. If, if she wanted to make that statement, she could have gone to Walmart, bought a $4 little flag, stood in the street outside that house and burned it down to co-opt what was going on with the right, flag right. standing there. But the fact that mom was, and the little boy was so entitled and the mom was so empowering of that little child that there, there's not the slightest hint or worry that vandalizing, stealing and destroying somebody else's property is wrong. This idea, taught to little kids is the definition mm-hmm. of what you get when you bring critical race theory into schools. This is exactly mm-hmm. what you get. And if that's what we're seeing mm-hmm. at age four, what do you think this kid's going to be like when he's 17? Yeah. I mean, and think about your kids because your kids and you're saying to yourself, I would never teach that to my son. I would never, uh, however much I despised an Obama display or, or a uh, Black Lives Matter flag on somebody else's property. I would never deface it because it was my property and I would never teach my kids to do that. Think again, because right. if you're sending your kid to public schools, they're getting that education now.
Yeah, and uh, absolutely. And you know, even apart from the property situation, it's so sad to me. It is so sad to me that you have a mom standing there who obviously would teach her son to hate the flag, but it's amazing that they're riding around in a free country. They're riding around in a free country and hating the very existence of it. Now that's where I just, I I come apart because I'm thinking, what in the world does this mother think? How did she get to the process by which she's looking around at the same country I am, but she has such disdain for it, for it, for its founding, for who we are. I can't even wrap my brain around that. And I wonder how many people are thinking the same. You just can't understand it. Add to that, this is not a woman of color, as far as we can tell. She's not cowering in some barrio somewhere. She's not watching while her babies go without enough food to eat. Uh This is a incredibly enlightened, incredibly empowered, incredibly privileged, right? That's what the left would call her, an incredibly privileged woman who is, in spite of all that wealth and privilege, teaching her children irrational hatred for everything that America stands for. And then you look around the next morning. I don't think God doesn't play games like this. These are no coincidences. Within a 24 hours of that, you have the, the finally the Cuban people beginning to revolt against communism on the other side of the country. And what happens? You have these beautiful pictures of of Cuban revolutionaries. The revolution now is to fight the communist revolution, to throw off the shackles of of uh, communist. Uh, nastiness that has held them down for like 70 years now. And Mm -hmm. they've wrapped themselves, many of them have wrapped themselves in the American flag. You tell me which person, the the Cuban peasant making for $36 a month living from hand to mouth on dirt floors, which one has the right to be angry at their government or the rich woman on her her fancy 10 speed with her privileged kid? And yet they're, they're the ones over there fighting off real oppression, real gulags, real beatings and uh-huh. killings and vanishing is, and they wrap themselves in the American flag. Yeah. Uh, Just put those two pictures next to each yeah. other. I, I, I'm with you. I am so with you on this. Be right back, Kate Daly Show. I'm on with Dr. Duke Pesta from the Dr. Duke Show. Be right back. Talk lines are open now. Call 888-673-1450. This is the Kate Daly Show. This song and uh, welcome to the Kate Daly Show. I have Dr. Duke Pesta on. Dr. Duke has his own show and uh, he also has a school, fpeusa.org. F as in uh, fpeusa.org, and they have two weeks of their last two weeks of open enrollment. And this is a accredited uh, school all across the country. Your kids can you can actually take them out of public school, put them in this school. They'll be online with other students and the most amazing instructors that have been handpicked. If you want them to learn uh, true history, if you want if you're concerned about the education they're getting and you should be. Oh, boy, you should be. Make sure they get out of public school and into FPEUSA.org. 
It's an amazing uh, structure that they have offering students a lot of flexibility and a classroom, a virtual classroom. It is so, so cool. Uh, make sure you do this. And then, of course, I wanted to mention MyPillow.com. You know, Mike Lindell and I have partnered up for a reason. He really wants Truth and Radio to succeed. He really wants us to stay around, and I just appreciate him for it. MyPillow.com has the most amazing products. Make sure you go to MyPillow.com and get the MyPillow. Get the MyPillow for snoring, which is the blue label that uh, <laughs> they don't sell in the stores. If You're going to love me for that one. And uh, all of the wonderful products they have. And when you do so, you're also uh, supporting Truth and Radio, which is amazing. And I'll tell you something. Uh, Mike Lindell's doing a lot this month to help and shine a light on election fraud, how it was done, the specifics on how it was done. He's doing a huge event. And I just, I'm I'm so grateful for him and his efforts because he's the really the only one bringing that fraud that we've been talking about with Dr. Pesta, uh, bringing that fraud to the forefront. And I so respect that. So go to MyPillow.com and order up some products. And we're just eternally grateful to you. Um, Dr. Duke, uh, you know, we've been, we were just talking on the break about how horrific it is to see somebody that is uh, a person in this country, a fellow citizen in this country, a mother, teach her son to to hate the flag so much that you take it uprooted out of somebody else's property and throw it on the ground a little four-year-old child and it is pretty it's so sickening that it made my stomach turn when i saw the clip yesterday this made my stomach turn yeah my too and i think what you said in the, pr the previous segment was exactly correct this is um in some ways worse than what you're seeing with antifa and the worst of black lives matter the kind of violence the kind of disregard for authority, the destruction of our monuments. The, you know, I, thought the, I personally thought the destruction of our monuments, our statues, was much worse than even the burning down of private buildings. I, I thought, or even the des desecration of police officers, uh, the burning down the precinct in Minneapolis. I think taking down our history, because once, because once you take down history, our history which shows the evolving freedom and liberty over hundreds of years, how finally, over century after century, the American dream had become really available to anybody, to everybody. That's why people all over the world, regardless of their skin culture, skin color, are dying to get into this place. Right. And so, the old, so, it, so if we show, if we allow those statues to stand, if we show our children what our real history is, a history of mistakes corrected, of faulty starts, relevized, turned, mm -hmm. turned into right steps. The evolving story of bringing more and more liberty, more and more opportunity, more and more up, up, up to freedom to everybody, even to non-citizens living in this country. But we have to erase that. We have to destroy the monuments. So I thought the monument, the destruction of our history was a much bigger thing. And I, I don't, but I still don't see anything quite as alarming as that little boy mm -hmm. in front of a, 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 a perfectly content mother to, to rip somebody else's flag out. I mean, it's almost like it's staged. I mean, the yeah. flag is just—it's the flag is the per perfect size for that little kid to get it out of the ground mm -hmm. and show such just almost demonic disdain for it. Yeah. Uh, so to me, that's a—and again, it's not a, a coincidence. I don't mm -hmm. believe at all mm -hmm. that in Cuba, in Cuba, after seventy years of some of the worst repression, mm -hmm. don't forget that. Uh, uh, Castro and his ilk referred to all those who, who tried to resist the communist regime as gusanos, right? The worms. That's what the government thought of its own people who wanted freedom instead of communism. Called them the worms. And don't think about, you think about the, the lack of, uh, the, how absolutely appreciative it is that in the same weekend where that little boy 
a rich little kid in a rich little suburb with a rich tricked out mom on a really nice bike, uh, that they're doing that to the flag while in Cuba, the only symbol they can find to promote anti-communist values is the American flag. They wrap themselves in that flag. That flag was a source of hope for them. These dark, not white-skinned people, this was a sign of hope and freedom and liberty. How many Cubans, how many Cubanos trying to get between Florida and Miami over the last 50 years have been eaten by sharks or drowned trying to sail? Remember they were trying to sail bathtubs across the strait Mm -hmm. there to get to Florida? I mean, this is outrageous. This is a, a, a clear-cut observa- uh, pl- moment to look at what's going on with critical race theory. That little four-year-old is the face of critical race theory. Yes. This is what they're teaching right. your kids in the public schools. They're teaching your kids that nothing but, think about 4th of July was just last a week ago. And what were they saying? What were elected officials saying about the flag? Democratic senators, Mm -hmm. congressmen, people who took an oath on the Constitution. What were they saying about the Constitution? Um, It's absolutely staggering. And so, you know, to let this go, to let this stand, and to not let this be, this is one of our last canary, this is one of the, we're we're very close to the level of the canary, right? I agree. Uh, the canary in the coal mine, yep. when it dies, warning us, right? Well, this canary is real close to where we are now. There aren't going to be many more canaries to warn us about what's coming. If we don't pay attention now, it's going to be too late. Amen. Um, in fact, New York Times last week uh, talking about how oppressive the flag is to other people and how um, migrants find it oppressive. Everybody finds it oppressive. Um, so, you, you know, maybe you ought not fly it. And I thought, really? Go look at Cuba who are wrapping themselves in it. And the disconnect in this country that's going on because mainstream media, like Tucker Carlson said, we have all realized exactly, I would hope by now, what mainstream media is all about. And to send these messages to hate this country, to hate the flag, to do everything in your power um, to, to take this country down, while other countries are still propping that up as freedom, like you said, that... I hope I, I just how in the world are we getting such a big disconnect in this country? How? Well, it's a, it's a lie. I mean, all this rhetoric you keep hearing from the, the all the media, all the social media, all the pundits, all the Washington clown show, all the mainstream uh, news outlets that everybody hates the flag. It's not true. No, nope. it's not true. I saw a survey uh, just a week ago. There was a great survey done by a small company, but it was a very thorough survey, and it said that. About 36 percent, only 36 percent of kids between the ages of 18 and 25 uh, are proud of their country. So 74 percent of kids and we're talking college age kids, right? Mm -hmm. Between 18 and 25 is college. We're talking 76 percent of kids. They're not kids. Foolish young adults uh, between the ages of 18 and 25 are not proud of their country. They don't like their country. And here's an interesting thing. In the same uh, poll, it said. 58% 58% of African Americans are consider themselves very proud to be American. A similar, slightly higher number, 63% of Latinos consider themselves to be very proud Americans. So you've got twice as many Latinos, dark-skinned, uh, brown-skinned Latinos, who are proud of this country as Americans than you have white kids. Now that that mm-hmm. number I gave you, that, that 18 to 25 was primarily white kids Uh, of that college generation. So blacks are more than two, black people in this country are more than two times 
more likely to mm-hmm. be proud of this country. And they're the ones, the blacks and the Latinos, who's supposed to have such a hard time. Jeez. They like the country. Well over 50% like mm-hmm. the country, yeah. these poor benighted mi- minorities <laughs> that can never catch a break. Yeah. Meanwhile, it's 25-year-old college, white college kids who've been conditioned, behaving no differently than that four-year-old on the scooter with the same IQ, no doubt. So they're conditioned to accept the narrative that this country is so awful and so horrid and has to dwell in every single thing that the world was doing for for centuries, that we're supposed to be this apologetic and cannot see that people are still coming and fleeing here across the border in record numbers. For what reason then? What are they told is the reason then if they're, I mean, what are they coming for? I don't understand how, how these kids can't see the, the kids, the, the kids that that dis, have disdain for the country, how they can't see that people are still fleeing here. If we were that awful, why would they come? It makes not a single lick of sense. And and where is it that the the, the people in Cuba want to go? They want to come here. Yes, this is the <laughs> thing too. I mean, we're seeing largely Muslim immigrants, African and Muslim immigrants besieging Europe. They want to go there. But it's only be, if you if, put it this way: if you could get across the uh, Atlantic Ocean. Mm-hmm. As quickly as you could get across the the narrow parts of the Mediter- Mediterranean Sea between Africa and Europe, uh-huh. those people would be coming here. Jeez, yeah, it's it's a it's a horrible horrible disconnect uh, for for our citizens. Yeah, it's and, a lie. And that lie now is about to be the whole feature of your public school system. The entire uh, great story out there, horrifying. Uh, there's a, a, a study's been done. Look at how all the union teachers unions across the country have had their summer conferences, all of them, mm-hmm. from the little ones at the state level right. to the federal, the, the national ones. Not one of those union conventions over the summer had anything to do with math or science or literature or reading. Every single one of those teachers unions was focusing on transforming education into critical race theory and social justice education. Every single one of them had not a single teachers union had anything to say about actual education, only about how we're going to take your kids as hostages and we're going to subject them to our political activism. Oh, my gosh. This is honestly, this is what makes me grateful and gives me hope is that you have FPEUSA.org. Because if we seeing that as a solution, understanding what the solutions are, how we can how we can help uh, just to actually destroy their mission to social justice warrior our children. um, I hope parents are paying attention. We think because we had we had the kind of education we did when we had it, that that is still going on today. And even that totally. I mean, they were starting to teach weird messages back then, but not to the degree they're doing it now. And too many parents out there and grandparents think that they're still doing it the same way. They are not doing it the same way. This is a completely horrific, horrible public education now. And I just sure hope people can see it. I really do. I mean, just trust those that are in education. Look at your students. How many students do you think know what's going on, but maybe now, even in the college arena, are afraid to even say it in a classroom, Dr. Pesta? All the kids that sat there quietly and and tried to be good students, even though the cards were stacked against them, even though it was their worldview that was being attacked, now know that it's no longer safe to sit there quietly. They now know, uh, 10 years ago, those kids sat there knowing that their teachers didn't like them because they were white. Now, the classroom is focused around them being told 
that you're white, we don't like you. That you are what they thought privately in the back of their skulls is now the, the curriculum. You are racist if you're white. Every single achievement of Western culture was stolen and ripped off. The world was built by, by, my, by, by minorities and white people took all the credit for it. That's the narrative. That's so, it's so, I, I uh, sometimes I don't have words um, to describe how insane and crazy all of this is getting. I mean, we're going to come right back more with Dr. Duke Pester from the Dr. Duke show. I sure hope you listen to him. In fact, he's on my uh, Facebook page. Uh, his show is live. You can watch him on my Facebook page uh, every day after the show. But let me just tell you, amen to everything he's saying. <laughs> amen. We'll be right back. Kate Daly show, katedalyradio.com for all the podcasts. Go there and get all kinds of information and show notes under show topics. Be right back. Talk lines are open now. Call 888-673-1450. This is the Kate Daly Show. So happy to be with you today. Dr. Pesta's on fire. And uh, and truly, I everything he's saying, I just want to applaud afterwards. Um, welcome back to the show. Make sure you use the code word Kate when you go to MyPillow.com. Also use the code word Kate when you go to Balance of Nature. That's just my first name, so easy to remember, K-A-T-E. Uh, but go to BalanceofNature.com and get the product I'm always talking about. And what they do is they take all of these amazing fruits and vegetables with no chemicals. They take them. They take out the air and water and they leave you the nutrients this is really really important i would even get extra for your food supply i really would because we're going to be talking about preparedness in the next hour and i would make sure and get some of those uh make just make sure you have it on hand and also what a healthy way uh to uh well a really a great way to get your body back uh to health right now would be to actually do something nutritious for it you know the government is against health they really are they all tell you to do everything that's not healthy for you well i'm telling you to do everything that's healthy for you Get over to balanceofnature.com and get the product. Um, you will love this product and you'll feel a huge difference in about a week, week and a half, two weeks. Um, but put in the code word Kate um, and uh, you'll get the best savings that you can, 35% off and free shipping. Um, I also have uh, Dr. Duke Pesta with me and I mentioned fpeusa.org because they're, you know, right now they're accepting students. Uh, they're in their last two weeks of enrollment. What a smart thing a smart parent can do is to get their kids out of the junk that's going on in public school in the direction they're going, uh, the curriculum they have, and get into fpeusa.org. It's absolutely amazing. Their curriculum is so good. I want you to talk about this, Dr. Duke. Well, thank you very much. We are an online school. We have, we're unique though. We don't run on uh, recorded lessons. We're live. We have live teachers uh, all across the country who are teaching. Yeah, they're teaching in real time. Mm Mm-hmm. And uh, so your kid's getting, he's really got classmates, he or she's got classmates, 20, 30 kids from other parts of the country and all over the world. There's an actual classroom, kids can talk to each other, they can talk to the teacher. We give them a completely classical education, one founded in Judeo-Christian values, it's traditional education, no common core, no politics, no ideology, no critical race theory, none of it. 
right? And yeah. so um, it's an important school, I think, and uh, it's very cheap relative. We, we see this as ministry work, not as necessarily for profit work. So mm -hmm. uh, there are two weeks left to get enroll, enrolled, and it's going to be jam-packed in these two weeks. So please go to fpeusa.org. FPEUSA.org. You can there. You can read our program guide, or you can uh, find an email where we can mail. We'll mail you a free program guide to see, uh, so you can see everything we teach, every class we teach, mm -hmm. all the books that we use are available online. Uh, it's a really good classical education for your kids. They get to stay home. They don't go into these bullying public schools where they're getting sexualized, where they're getting drugs pushed on them, where they've got teachers trying to push them to the left and scream and yell at them for being mm -hmm. white. None of that stuff happens. So two more weeks to go. Please consider it fpeusa.org. Oh, I love this. You know, a lot of kids think uh, for some reason that kids get all their social uh, cues from school and everything else. No, they come from the parents. Um, and this is why um, so many people do not understand what this can do for a child in freeing their mind from all the junk and people make the decision well social show social things my kids need. there are so many social things they can be a part of but make sure they're learning the truth for pete's sakes oh if my you're gosh. the tradition if, wait, if you're the traditional mom and dad yeah. who lets their kid stare at his cell phone 18 hours a day right. don't lecture me about socialization amen amen i hate that argument because the argument does not make sense it does not make sense at all um so i love that you said that and and truly let, let's talk a little bit more about what tucker said uh because it's yes. so it was important there were a couple of key points i know that we were going to get to too well, we come for a circle. Now we come all the yeah. way back to the to the opening of the show, and I think that uh, Tucker has the guts. And I tell you, he he not only is he defying Facebook and Twitter by by actually challenging the election. Regard that's what's what he's doing. He's yep. challenging the process of the election. He's calling into question the reality of the vote count. He is cost shining a light on this increase almost every day we learn more and it's not good finding more and more cases of voter fraud and look i'm all about it you want to tell me oh there may have been hundreds of thousands of false ballots cast but that didn't affect the election okay maybe so could possibly be true you know it but, did though <laughs> Go ahead. Uh, but I, and I know yeah. but my point is you still got to investigate right right i mean if there's just one stolen vote it's one too many right and so uh, all the stuff that's coming out now. So Tucker's bravely doing this. And, and, he, and not only is Tucker cha uh, challenging the left-wing media, he's also challenging Fox News. Mm -hmm. Because in the certainly during up to the election itself, where you had all of that creepy stuff happening at Fox, where they wouldn't call Florida, which was clearly Trump's, until hours later. But the minute it broke for uh, Biden in Arizona, even though it was really early, boom called Arizona for Biden. I mean, and, and after that, everything shut down. And then, what, for a month afterwards, Fox News was holding down its mm -hmm. own people, not letting them talk about this stuff. Chris Wallace could carry on all he wanted to about how racist Trump voters were, but all the other personalities had to keep a bite a lip on it. So tr uh, Tucker's also defying Fox News. And as I said to you in the warm-up to this beginning mm -hmm. uh, of the show, he, he's the biggest property they have. Yeah. And so they lost a lot of credibility. I'll be 100% open with you. I have not watched Fox News since election night. I haven't either. I haven't either. And you know what? Tucker made a huge statement at the end of that that said, now the American people realize that corporate media is 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 as disgusting as they already view government. <laughs> and so it was a great statement. Oh, my gosh. I was so glad he did it. And I, I'm so mad at Fox. I don't even watch Fox 
to watch Tucker. I watch Tucker by replay on YouTube later on, or, or yep. people send me clips of it. But what he said was very important. And, and he, another thing that he pointed out the, the first time he talked about this about a week ago when he was reading somebody else's Twitter feed, I, and I forget the name of the person who it was who initially codified these thoughts, but you think about it that everybody went to bed. This is when you knew. This is when you knew there was real trouble. Mm -hmm. By about 11 o'clock, midnight, central, Eastern time, central time, everybody's starting to go to bed, and you had major swing states, Pennsylvania, Michigan, Georgia, right. and Arizona that had not called their states. And there was a long way to go, and all of a sudden, at about midnight, all four states, at almost exactly the same time, these were all four big swing states, not one of the at, at noon, all of them in a totally unprecedented way decided to shut down. They sent all the observers home. They sent all the uh, uh, voters home. Everything. They closed down shop. And seven hours later, and, and Trump was ahead or very close in all four of those states when we went to bed. Seven hours later, with nobody paying any, nobody there to oversee what was going on, hundreds of thousands and thousands of votes were found. Everything swung dramatically mm -hmm. in those four states, and it was over. That's too much to ask a, a rational person to swallow. And they would never ask a single question about it. They oh. acted like no one was questioning it, no one would question it, and if somebody did, they demonized. They demonized them. When in American history has that ever happened before? Let alone four states, let alone one. Just deciding at midnight, forget it. Let the country wait. We're, I mean, I know that there were, particularly in 2000, that election carried on through the night, but people were reporting, right. people were watching all night. This is different. This was like, out go the lights, we're not talking to you, we'll see you again Blackout. in the morning, seven, mm -hmm. eight hours from now, and we'll tell you what we found, and your job is just to trust us. Yeah, it was a total blackout. It was, a, yep. and that's why um, bringing this up, I think, I think honestly, people, they're at a standstill. And like you said on the break, uh, I wish people could have heard that. They're holding their breath. They don't know what to do when this next election comes around. You're either going to see people not go at all because they don't think it'll be counted in record numbers, or you're going to see people going in record numbers, holding their breath, hoping that finally something matters or, or it's going to be counted. But I'm not so sure because we're not, the, the court process with Texas and 386 cases on top more on top of the 500 cases they're already dealing with, it won't go through court fast enough. And people are wondering yeah. what to do now. Like, is there any way to, you know, to do this? But you know what, though? I say I say, shining a light on the parties. The parties are not the answer anymore. And we're going to have to think differently now in the future. I, I, I agree with you. I just don't think there's nothing you can do about that right. election anymore. They're mm -hmm. not, even if, even if you have concrete definitive truth that Trump won the election. Mm -hmm. I, you think the Supreme Court's going to hand him the office? No yeah. way. Well, I mean, it's not, no, there's no way. Well, my own state, uh, there's a document that says in December, in my state alone, so I'll have to check the other states, mine says, we accept dominion for voting systems with no other bidding <laughs> whatsoever from no other yeah. company. We will not even entertain another company it's only dominion and that's a pretty scary thought that that there's no question about dominion when there should be millions of questions about dominion right so yep and and nothing they've changed nothing they've altered nothing yeah. they've fixed nothing uh, there were all sorts of lawsuits against the, 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 the dominion and the, they suddenly evaporated then a, dominion started to uh, sue a bunch of people and they stopped Something's really fishy going on here. I know. And so what are people going to do? Right now they're holding their breath. They don't know what to do. They don't know if, they, if they're if they too late. You know? Is, is I still think people think 
that and look, it's impossible not to see how poorly Joe Biden's doing. Yeah. Joe Joe Biden and and you know here's the thing: how bad is uh, what? How bad is the the shape of the Democrat Party when right now, with all of his dementia, you'd still prefer to see Joe Biden run the country than Kamala Harris? Mm-hmm. I mean, she has beclowned herself. She has made herself to be uh, her behavior is in comprehensible. You would think she'd be stepping up. She'd be the face of the administration. You'd think she'd actually be mm-hmm. out there trying to show her best foot to impress the country in two years. Right. She, she clearly doesn't even care. Yeah. And when she does get interviewed, it's as incoherent and frank, frankly stupid yeah. as what you're hearing for Biden. But at least Biden has an exp- excuse. Right. She's just cackly. She just goes right. with the cackle and starts laughing when, when she, whenever somebody asks her a question. And it's become She's, a parody now. She, She's Hillary Clinton without the hitman assassin conscience. <laughs> so true. That is so true. And I do think they're saving it all up for when Biden, uh, something happens to Biden, quote unquote, and she becomes president. Because I actually think they actually are keeping all of that for when that happens. Yeah. Um, Obama's people are, are clearly behind her, wanted her in office. Is this Obama's third term? Very well could be. Um, and uh, and maybe that's why he hung around, uh, didn't exactly retire and is staying there. I, I think, don't know. I think he's a bitter little spider of a man. This isn't his third term. Uh, he he didn't get a third term. He and he was too cowardly, quite frankly, to press his advantage far enough when he had the power. Mm. And to know he isn't his third term. He's sitting there whining and quietly de- uh, depressed that the country's largely moved past him. Yeah. I, I'm also convinced that he's looking at Joe Biden and shaking his damn head. Right. Yeah. And what could it have been if you had a seriously coherent liberal progressive running the country? But Biden is completely out of his depth. His wife is a joke. Yeah. I mean, she, she Dr. Jill has <laughs> dem- just a completely shallow mm-hmm. pool. And, yeah. and then you've got Kamala, who's worthless. And then you look at the top leadership. You look at mm-hmm. Nancy Pelosi and Adam Schiff and you look at mm-hmm. Chuck Schumer and you look at that party and you say, right. When you look at the economy, you look at the inflation, you look at what's going on overseas, you look at the border, you look at these people are still dying every day about COVID. You never hear a word about it. Well, uh, if it weren't for the media, mm-hmm. they'd be done already. Yeah. And, you know, the, the the blatant hypocrisy that we talked about last week, they'll go door to door to ask you if you've had a vaccine to pressure you into it. But they can't go door to door to ask people who they voted for to make sure they get it right and then prove to everyone that they got it right. right. Pretty amazing to watch with an open border and telling people they have to go and get vaccinated but the border's open leaving it open i mean the hypocrisy is it's so outrageous that i think that lends to the holding of the breath because you think well is anyone really seeing this i mean i i can't be the only one it's not just the hypocrisy of the open borders it's the uh, this idea that the same people who are telling us that the the american people hate brown-skinned people and yet yeah, all those brown-skinned people keep coming here. <laughs> There's an I mean, obvious I mean, reason. All, we will, talk, all right. we will talk about is how we, the world, we, we, we hate you. We don't want you here, which right. isn't true. How much we despise you. And yet they keep on coming, right? <laughs> yeah. Because it's not because they, the, the uneducated, disease-bearing, uh, uh-huh. barefoot, coyote-led uh, refugee who crosses the southern border still knows that the Democrats are full of it. This is the right. best place to be, especially if you're at the bottom of the system. Yeah, I, I, Would you rather be at the bottom of a, of a system and starting out mm-hmm. trying to make your way to the top here or in Cuba or in yeah. Venezuela or in Nicaragua or in Mexico? As they wrap no. themselves in our flag. 
That's right, because the bottom of the system here is middle class or upper class in 85% of the world's countries. You're starting off at the middle class if you can get here. And that's regardless of who you sleep with, regardless of what weird religion you practice, Scientologists, mm -hmm. <laughs> it, it, regardless of what shade of caramel or mocha you are, mm -hmm. you get here, you're starting off at the middle class in the country you left from. Well, amen. Catch the Dr. Duke show. It's Ron right after mine. And uh, yep, you're nailing it. Uh, thank you so much, Dr. Duke Pesta. Really appreciate you. Thank you. Good to be with you, Kate. With Kate. You bet. See you next week. And uh, he's fantastic, isn't he? Go to fpeusa.org and uh, get your kid out of public school. Get your kid into a school. I've read the curriculum. Their history is completely amazing. Their, their curriculum is outstanding. Outstanding. Love it. Make sure you go over to fpeusa.org. And, of course, uh, I'll be right back. We're going to be talking preparedness, maybe some things you haven't thought of, we haven't maybe talked about on the show and hit so much. We want to talk about them in light of the events that are going on right now. Pay attention. This is going to be a great hour. Be right back on The Kate Daly Show.